Well, grab a seat, sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. This is the most important and crucial period of your lives for what you do now and what you decide now at this age may well determine which way your life shall go. And the question is whether you have a proper, a solid, and a sound blueprint. And I want to suggest some of the things that should be in your life's blueprint. Number one in your life's blueprint should be a deep belief in your own dignity, your own worth, and your own somebodyness. Don't allow anybody to make you feel that you are nobody. Always feel that you count. Always feel that you have worth. And always feel that your life has ultimate significance. Secondly, in your life's blueprint, you must have, as a basic principle, the determination to achieve excellence in your various fields of endeavor. You're going to be deciding as the days and the years unfold what you will do in life, what your life's work will be. Once you discover what it will be, set out to do it and to do it well. Be a bush if you can't be a tree. If you can't be a highway, just be a trail. If you can't be the sun, be a star. For it isn't by size that you win or you fail. Be the best of whatever you are. Finally, in your life's blueprint, must be a commitment to the eternal principles of beauty, love, and justice. Well, life for none of us has been a crystal star, but we must keep moving. We must keep going. If you can't fly, run. If you can't run, walk. If you can't walk, crawl, but by all means, keep moving. D.N. Davis to flip. We are back. Still in COVID formation. Uh, got a lot of unrest to get into uh, today. Uh, the government or the country is going crazy with the uh, George Floyd murder and uh, these protests, which have led to some riots and theories that there are actors being involved coming from other states. Mm -hmm and um, causing a lot of a commotion. And to help us on this episode, uh, I'm going to show, we used to have Steve's Nuggets on the Dan Davis show. Steve's Nuggets. Steve suffered in a uh, media specialist, uh, ICB alum, uh, guy that was running all the, uh, the, 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 the remote, the cameras and stuff out there, Hoffman Estates with the Windy City Bulls when they were doing replay and stuff of that nature, just the all around whiz when it comes to media. Uh, Steve suffered in joining us today. How you doing real quick, Steve? I'm doing good, guys. It's real good to be back. Real good to see y'all. It's been way too long, and I'm hoping one day soon that we can just go back to doing the Steve's Nuggets. Yeah, yep. <laughs> we, we actually, yeah. we really need to. Yeah, yeah, we can right now. Hamlet said. I hear you, man. <laughs> I'm Kenneth Davidson. You know my co-host, my partner. His name is D. Demonsboro. What's happening, everybody? Make sure you follow the Dean Davis Show on Twitter and IG at D and Davis Show. That's once again is at D and Davis Show. Uh, I'm on Twitter. Well, also too, Facebook.com forward slash D and Davis Show. You can find all the, the content there. Uh, hit us up and go to the bio link, and you can go in. You take you anywhere that we are. That's YouTube, iTunes, Spotify, uh, uh, just anywhere. SoundCloud is where we at. All right. Uh, I'm on Twitter and IG at Demons One D E M O N Z E One. 
Ken's on Twitter and, and uh, IG at That's Davis, executive producer, executive producer of the Dean Davis Show and everything that we do. Ryan Bukovsky, Ryan's on Twitter at Ryan B. Ski and Ryan B. Ski One. Sydney Brown, our main man, day one brother. Uh, he's on Twitter and IG at SidKid80. And make sure you read all his Sid, uh, Sid's articles on WeAreRegalRadio.com. And Steve, what's your uh, IG and uh, Twitter handle? IG and Twitter's the same, at Steve Stuff on there. All right, Fun Steve Stuff on there. There you go. All right, Kim, what you all got right. for us? Uh, all right, this is coming from BBC. A former Minnesota police officer has been arrested and charged with murder following the death of an unarmed black uh, man in custody, uh, Derek Sean. A client should have been, I guess that's how his name should be pronounced, uh, who was white, was shown uh, in footage kneeling on the 46-year-old George Floyd's neck on Monday. He and three other officers uh, have been fired. It says sack in the article. Uh, days of looting and arson in Minnesota and the city have boiled over into nationwide protests. Uh, the case has reignited uh, U.S. anger over uh, police killing black Americans. Uh, Hennep County Prosecutor Mike Freeman said that Mr. Chauvin uh, was charged with third-degree murder and second-degree manslaughter. Uh, he anticipates charges for three other officers, but will not offer details. Man, listen, I, I was sitting sitting on the couch. I've been actually like most Americans. Um, glued to it. Glued to it, you know what I'm saying? Um, and it's just been shocking to see. Uh, sitting back with my wife, and I was actually saying last night, like, man, I can't remember, like, this many protests over one thing in a long time. Like we had Ferguson, uh, Ferguson, obviously, and that was kind of sparked up a few things. Laquan McDonald, that sparked up a few things. But this is legit across the country. I think mm-hmm. is it been more than ten to fifteen cities? I think I think I saw something to say like at least twenty cities. Like we haven't had anything like this, not even in our lifetime. Is this the closest no. thing that we've had to Rodney King? No, this is oh, like Rodney the King. 60s. Was, yeah, like I was going to bring up sixties. When King got assassinated, yeah, and like that's parts it. of Chicago was still not back mm-hmm. because they were burned uh, in some of these neighborhoods. This is similar to that time period. Yeah, that's what I was wow. going to say. This had to be at least going back to the Martin Luther King time, and we wasn't even born then. You know what I'm saying? So that's how far back this kind of an uproar goes. Uh, it's it's just been crazy to see, man. Just a lot of this could have been avoided if they just would have arrested the guys, not even charged them properly. It's arrested them. You probably would you you probably would have been able to stomp down a lot of this. And I think we can all probably, you know, saying put our two cents into the simple fact of this is just building and building and building and building, especially within this week. Uh it's 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 crazy to see. And I keep saying this, man, the times that we live in, brother, we're going through a pandemic and seeing a a, a nationwide wide at the same damn time. So it's spreading. Again, we're respreading yeah. COVID. But then Everybody out there looting with mask on, though. Hey, 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 hey. I'll break this. Look <laughs> your six feet, motherfuckers. And they lucky. They lucky. <laughs> they lucky I got all my TVs last year. Oh, look at you. Look at Ken. You know how I feel about <laughs> looting and televisions. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, no, nah, real quick, D, one thing that you pointed out was that if only that person did their job, they wouldn't have started a revolt. Oh, like, if only you would have just not killed Not killed someone. a motherfucker. Yeah. Don't kill a like, black man. Don't kill an unarmed black person. But the thing, though, is I hate to say it. So I, real quick, I was watching the um, CNN when they were tearing down the window, mm-hmm. and the reporter was on there acting like a little B.I.H. or whatever. And I'll say it because some people aren't going to like it. But anybody that knows anything about right, first of all, he had a line of police officers in front of him. You had a, a, a white kid with a skateboard banging on a window. 
what were they about to do? All right, a, 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 a firecracker got in there and Deuce is like, oh my God. And just like, see, this is the problem right here. You, you behaving and acting like your overreaction is the same thing that these cops do when they're engaging with black people. And it's the overreaction, again, it's different because this person is seeing something for the first time. He kept, the, I think his name is like uh, Valencia or something. He kept saying he's been in Atlanta for 14 years and he had yeah, never I know seen you guys anything. Talking about. He had never seen anything like this. So he was scared. He, he was scared. scared. But he you got but he has to understand he's reporting this to people around the around the world. Like you gotta get control of yourself. And there's the cops are with you. You good, homie. You wait, know what wait, I'm wait. saying? Did y'all see the video down in Louisville when the um when the I don't know if he was even a police officer? He walked up to the young lady, the a cameraman, a white girl, white uh reporter. And her cameraman and straight aimed and shot at them. I don't know if it was rubber bullets or something. Straight shot at this girl twice. He did it twice. He like reloaded, turned around, and shot at them again. And she was like, "This motherfucker shooting at me. He's he shooting right at us." And they was like, "I ain't shooting at you." Like, yes. She, and she went back out there and kept doing her job. So she was in the midst of it, getting yeah. shot at. <laughs> I don't know if it was paper or it was rubber, but she was getting shot at. And she was like, "I'm still fucking doing my job." So. Uh, to, from that kid to actually seeing the um, Omar, I can't think of his last Jimenez. name. Jimenez. Yeah. yeah. CNN. My brother, the brother got arrested on live TV. And, my, and, the, and his white counterpart, his white report, a block away, asked him the same damn thing. Nothing happened. So if that doesn't give you a clear picture of what the hell is going on in Minnesota, I mean, it's... I haven't seen anything like this before. And like I said, man, I won't bring everybody else. And we only got a few minutes on this one. But it still blows my mind. Like all, you have, all you have to do is not kneel on a person for nine minutes and kill, and kill him. All you have to do after that, if you want to, like, damn, that's fucked up. He needs to be arrested. All you got to do is arrest him. Right. That's all you got to do. And all this shit. And people out here protesting during a global pandemic. What the fuck are we looking at right now? Steve? This feels like an apocalypse. Like this is something out of a movie, out of a dream. Like, and and it it's so touchy feely right now, man. Like, I feel like, and Ryan, you can attest to this too. Like, as a white man, I'm struggling to, and and that's kind of the whole reason behind me reaching out to y'all and trying to come on and talk about this is to figure out a way to have this conversation of me being a white man and because of the color of my skin and knowing that the color of your skin dictates certain social things, um, like, I just want to be an ally for y'all. And I want to be out there in the fight, but at the same time, I'm looking at this looting and the way that the protest is happening. And I'm not, I am not here to say that because I'm never going to understand it. I'm never going to, fully understand the burden that any black person will ever have to bear um, for, for the centuries of, you know, oppression and slavery and um, just the rooted racism and Jim Crow laws and all that. Um, so I can't, I, I, I can never ever um, tell anybody, a person of color, how to emotionally react in those situations. And that is not at all what I'm trying to do. What I am, what I guess what I'm trying to do is look at it logically and go, this is looting, this is rioting, this is also crimes that are being committed. Mm-hmm. Granted, out of emotional, you know, um, responses to the injustice that is happening on live TV, which is absolutely wrong in itself too. 
So like, how, how can I, as a white man who has friends like y'all who are people of color and minorities, how can I best be there for you guys and show you guys that I'm right there on the, uh, on the front lines with y'all? Dean Davis to flip with Steve Sufferden sitting in on us. Follow him at Steve Sufferden on air. Is that correct, Steve? Steve Suff on air. Steve Suff on air. Make sure you follow him, Steve Suff stuff on air. Uh, he just came up with a great question on being a, a European American. How can he help us, Blacks, African Americans, with what's going on? And also, how can we have an open discussion about what's going on? So, um, that's a, it's an interesting one. Uh, I think one, and this was, so when we have this talk, this by no means is directed at uh, you, Steve, or Ryan Ryrie, or he knows. Understood. It's not directed at. Um, here in America, we live on this, uh, depending on what your, your race, your religion, whatever it is, but you're supposed to be basically a quote-unquote good person. And if you're a good person, you care about your fellow man. Uh, the Bible has been used from every, has been misused in a, a myriad of ways. But basically, we all know the story of the Good Samaritan. And that's a person instead of a different race than another person that people walk by and this one Jewish person stopped to help them. And now it's a lesson of regardless of the fact that this person wasn't Jewish, I'm still going to aid my fellow man. And um, I, th I think that's the belief that we're supposed to have. And you grow up and you have those rose, rosy uh, glasses on your face and you kind of believe. I think that we all believe the best in people. And that's another thing. Uh, speaking of those rose-colored glasses, I think I mentioned this on a show a couple weeks ago because I think sooner or later, even though we, sh we don't need to talk about black-on-black -black crime, but that's always going to get dragged in, so it's better if we address it than not addressing it. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I was saying this to the guys two weeks ago, that, uh, and, and it, was about, it, was, it was about somebody getting killed by a cop, I believe, or mistreated by someone else, and how black-on-black -black crime, in a way, first of all, there's Wherever you live, you're killing people in your vicinity. It's right? crime. It's crime. So yeah. it's white on white crime, but particularly we know there's more black on proportionally there's more black on black crime, but this is because of institutionalized racism, segregation, and, and how everything is set up to where these people don't have jobs. For instance, um, you, you look at the fact that uh, black kids are charged, for instance, like just to say marijuana, something simple, and now you know you can't get charged that in Illinois today but they always make sure that they get black kids on these trumped up charges where other kids would let go. Now I'm gonna tell you how that affects policing. Because once you get a whole litany of people with, with, with records on them already, I was reading this article about what D.A.R.E., well, not an article, this excerpt about what D.A.R.E. really was. And it was with uh, Daryl Gates, the police commissioner in Los Angeles, if you can remember Rampart crash and all that stuff from back in the days. The reason that they did dare was to really get those kids' names on the books early was suggested, right? But let me get back to what I'm trying to say. So here in the black community, for instance, if I go outside, we just had, Steve, I'm sure maybe you guys had it, when they redid the, the water pipes going into our residencies this last year, right? We live in, we live in a South Side, which is it's, it's, it's segregated. It's predominantly uh, black, Latino, and then on the outskirts you have uh, white people, all right? The reason I bring that up is that here, where it's just black people, mm -hmm. I maybe saw one black person working. And it's getting back to the thing about the charges with the kids. You deny access to middle-class jobs. And what they really do is, one, they keep the, the, the attention of white people on the fact that, hey, we're going to give enough jobs for y'all because we already know there's no manufacturing here in America. Dream in America is that 
I can graduate high school, I can go over here, get this job and send my kids to college and maybe get me a vacation home, right? That dream has been gone, but they, they want the lie of the dream to be continued. So the, there's lesser jobs and those jobs are gonna be given to white people predominantly. And just look at policing in general. Our police force should be divided into the, the, the racial demographics of the city, basically, right? But okay, we see, agree on that. We've seen it when it comes to the fire department, how the Chicago's fire department has been sued for racially keeping blacks out of it. All right, you go to these firehouses in our communities, they could just be a white firehouse. I know several black firehouses. The only, and the only reason I'm getting back to this is to show that when there is no upward mobility, that's, that causes a lot of the things that happen when it comes to black on black crime. So I, I want to get that started as far as how the institution is set up so where the people at the bottom and the crabs in the barrel mentality is going to lead to this national narrative of basically they deserve this because look what they do to themselves, right? So let's, let's, let, let's put, put this right here. Let's, let's go back. Let me best bring that's what they do to themselves. Regardless of that, I still pay my taxes. Pookie, I, I don't pay Pookie shit, all right? I, Pookie need to stop, all right? But the real thing is I pay policemen to just do their jobs. One thing you always hear, and this isn't a Dean Davis against the police uh, narrative, all right? Because I've had uh, wonderful relationships with cops across the board, all right? A lot of times growing up, uh, just being an ignorant kid, and I wasn't selling drugs or anything because that would be the narrative that comes off of this. But there were plenty of white cops that just let me go for doing stupid shit. So that's not, mm -hmm. the, that, that, that's not what I'm trying to say. But even with that, these cops know that their teammates are fuckboys. And you look at Officer Chow in Minneapolis, and all he had to do was be like, hey, dude, you, that's about enough, right? Now, I'm not, I, I try to look it through his eyes. He's an Asian-American. I'm sure there's not a ton of Asian-Americans on, that, that, on that, that, that police force. So I'm sure he's trying to fucking fit in and he's still taking in the same type of bullshit. Now, that's not saying he doesn't feel the same way for that black man as Chauvin did, but just, just still looking at it. So it's being a white male trying to see what you can do, blast that shit and make people feel uncomfortable. I, like one thing that I've really, it, this happened with the JD um, Roger Goodell thing. And uh, me and my barber got into a heated discussion because I said to him, Jay-Z can do what he wants to, but make sure you say that Ka Colin Kaepernick deserves to have a job. Now, I don't have the power to give him his job, but he deserves to have his job. Now, he didn't say that. And the reason he didn't say that is because he didn't want to, one, have, have that soundbite with Roger Goodell sit next to him, but he didn't want Roger Goodell to feel uncomfortable. And there's this thing here in this country where it's okay for us to feel un uh, uncomfortable. It's fine. Mm -hmm for us to feel uncomfortable. So for instance, I don't care if anybody gets mad at me. I don't care that they're rioting. Burn this bitch down, all right? Because if that's the only thing you fucking care about, then okay, so it's, it's financial loss. And I'm, I apologize to the people that are losing their businesses, especially during a pandemic, and may not be able to reopen their businesses. Let me leave with that. I apologize. Mm -hmm. it's, not, it's not fair to you whatsoever. But it's not fair to other people what they've been going through, through either. And when you keep fucking with people, and on top of that, you have this racist president that as a country, we can't even just be like, he's fucking racist. We got to play games and act like right. he's not doing this racist bullshit. Everybody so knows he is. We've been living three and a half years. Uh, the day he got elected, we already knew y'all was like, fuck us, right? Now we're three and a half years. Man, it was before he got elected. It was yeah, really before was. he got elected. You're right, you're right. He had, he had a Comedy Central roast, mm -hmm. and it was 
all the people that roasted him, and then he had his five minutes at the end to roast everybody else, and then the last minute and a half, two minutes, if you go back and watch that, I'm sure it's on YouTube somewhere, all of a sudden, balloons come out of the sky, confetti falls, streamers, the whole nine, and then they start playing, da 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 Oh, and really? I'm sitting there going, there ain't no damn way that this is actually happening right now. This has to be a joke. And it turned out not to be a joke, but a joke at the same time. Right. Yeah. See, so, what do you guys think? Oh, I'm sorry. Right, uh, you want to finish up? So, yeah. We're, so we're li- now we're living where every day we turn on the TV, the president, the DOJ is aimed at either when he came in there with, with, with sessions that, listen, we're not going to come behind these de- police departments in these areas to investigate this fuck shit. That's not what we're going to do. So yeah. you are you coming in this, you like, y'all on y'all own. We already knew it. But you're reaffirming the fact that we're on our own. We're reaffirming the fact that you you have the uh, the sister uh, Brianna Taylor, right? You have uh, what was the black brother that was chilling in his crib and the cop she came in there in the wrong floor, thought it was her apartment down in like Houston. Oh, or something. Houston, Dallas, yeah. or Houston, Dallas, or Houston, yeah. Yeah, and, and shot his ass. And it's dude, nobody. This this is my last part. When it, so, because I, I still want to address the black on black crime point because it's low hanging fruit and it's used as a distraction. Nobody in this world allows somebody else, especially someone that's not their ethnicity or religion, to come into their areas and kill their people, regardless of whatever they have going on in their area. So right. I can go to Pakistan, right? And those those Muslims could be over there, and they could be fucking each other. Not that I don't mean like literally fucking, but they could be assaulting each other, doing whatever, right? When my black ass show up and do something over there, they're going to fuck me up, right? And that's anywhere i can go to ireland i can go to japan they're gonna fuck me up so don't ask me why it's okay that if we still have problems in our community it's fine for you to come in here and kill us also no motherfucker because i couldn't do that shit in your fucking neighborhood and i'm paying you yeah see it what you got uh in midst of all this protest and and outrage and people have the right to feel the way they feel we all should be angry about what's happening in, in minnesota we say this all the time, and I'll say it here. Uh, we have an election, the presidential election, coming up in November. I hope that this momentum carries to the polls uh, mm. in November and, and all this, amongst all this uh, protest and outrage, and rightfully so. We, when was the last time we seen record numbers at the polls for the presidential election? 2008 to 2012 and President Obama. Hopefully this momentum carries over uh, yeah. in November. I, always, I quoted um, the TV uh, host and journalist Roland Martin all the time on this program. I'll quote him again. Uh, the wor- real work begins the, the day after the presidential election. We always focus in on the presidential yes. election, but all politics are local. Can we? And we had a, 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 mayoral, a mayoral election last year with Miss Lori Lightfoot uh, being elected mayor. Uh, we had to pay attention. Think to about our that. Local Think about that too. That was going to be the first ever. Um, woman, minority, mm-hmm. mayor of the city of Chicago, regardless, because it was it was down to Tony Preckwinkle, who is still mm-hmm. the Cook County Commissioner or yeah. the Cook County Board mm-hmm. President, excuse me. Um, or it was Lori. Yeah, you know, yeah, so we, yeah. So we had to pay attention to our local elections, especially the city that we live in, and we're broadcasting from Chicago. Your aldermen, your uh, your like like Steve just said, your your county commissioners. All that's important as well. If, if, if those um, if those elections are screwed up, and those situations are screwed up, it affects the national level. We always pay attention to the national 
elections, which we should, but it, it all starts with uh, with uh, being local. We, we have to pay attention to what's going going on locally because if, if, if the local situations are messed up, it affects everything else. So I just wanted to tell the people, uh, the protesters, let's carry this momentum, build, it, build on it positively into November and beyond. Two years from now, let's uh, have this momentum in our gubernatorial races where our senators and governors are reelected. But let's not forget this moment uh, two years from now. Uh, and also, uh, let's not forget, just pay attention to what's going on every day because if we just get outraged for a moment and then go back to our normal lives, uh, this is all, all for nothing. We just all have to be mindful and, and, and be mindful of it and just uh, let this momentum build up in a positive direction. That's all the way we're going to have change. Right. Definitely. And the, and the whole thing there, though, wouldn't you, Sydney? Yeah, USA, USA. <laughs> <laughs> always, always. And, no, go ahead. and, and so go ahead, the, the whole, um, I, I love that you brought up that point, Sid, about, um, you know, the election coming up. Because, yeah, the president, the presidential election is a big deal, but it also happened, like, we got to get the old-ass white people for better look at it out of the Senate and the House, Senate too. Senate. Like, it's not just... Think about it. There, there are countless senators, countless repu uh, the representatives that have been in there for 30, 30 40 years. 30, 40 years, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. They've made a career out of being a politician. Right. And, like, yeah. to, as it pertains to the presidential race, you have two really old racist white guys that are going against each other. It makes no sense to me. Yeah. Ryan, what you got? Well, I mean, I feel for really any minority out there, like me as a white person who really has, I guess, no ground to say this. I'm tired of seeing these stories. Like I've been riding my bike a lot. Yeah, everybody should be. Mm -hmm. And I've been thinking about Ahmad Arbery still how lucky I am to just be able to just go out and I go on some of these back roads. I might even go out at night, like prime territory to be hunted down or something. If somebody was coming after my skin color and I don't have to worry about that. So this happens with George Floyd. And I mean, it's just so wrong on every level. When you talk about like what Ken said, when you're just talking about just the police side, what the hell were you doing? That was never a part of any technique or some no kind, kind of, of training. No kind right. of training. You were never taught this in the academy ever. So they said just, they allowed in Minneapolis, though. They actually have seen reports. that neck. That neck move. They say that you're not supposed to do it, but it's allowed. Now I don't know if it's in the state or if it's just the Twin Cities. But I've seen two articles in the last two days saying that that city that or that department allows that neck move. Mm, okay. I mean that's craziness, man. I mean, and. Let's just take the, the race element out of this for just a second. I personally, through my experiences, have never really had a good ones with cops. I came from a small town where a lot of cops like to abuse their power. And it was very evident. And you saw it. And now I'm in a predominantly white community. There might be some other Latinos, uh, people from Mexican descent, any of that. But that's there's no other minority factor. And these cops, you know, I never had a huge problem. I never had an Ahmad Arbery situation or anything like that, but I always felt that I was being abused as a citizen from this cop who thinks that because I'm cop of a 2000 population town, I'm the end all be all king of all. 
And I think that speaks to a larger thing, because obviously there are great cops. There are great officers doing their job. But think about any industry. There are pieces of shit that get jobs for no reason. And they keep their jobs because they have the right relationships and the right connections, or they slip through the cracks, whatever way. The whole policing law enforcement system, along with our politics, along with another thing, and this is what people really need to realize, the systematic abuse, this machine works against all of us unless you have a lot of power and a lot of money. If you don't have that stuff, you have some rights based on your race, based on your religion, and then it goes downward where you get less and less if you're not a part of the culture that they deem good enough to get any type of rights or get any type of civility out of life. We need to dismantle this whole system and rebuild it. And I'm not saying let's get rid of cops, but how we teach it, how there's discrepancies from like what you just said, Ken, state to state apparently, where some people are allowed to kneel on necks or God knows what else they're allowed to do in mm -hmm. whatever country, or I'm sorry, whatever state that's not a part of the larger system that is taught. This has to be regulated. And when we talk about also in the past how jobs are being cut like crazy for robotics and all this stuff, you're going to have so many people out on the streets with no jobs. Let's give them a job. Let's regulate these pieces of shit. Let's have people train and let's build a system full of locks and channels. Because this, I'm sick of going through Yahoo and every day there's just a new killing. Oh, it was a police officer. Oh, the, the cliche, oh, we were under physical duress. They were resisting, so we had to do whatever the fuck we wanted to do, and that's always the fucking layout, and that's how it works out. And it's just tiresome. I can't even imagine how somebody that's a minority feels. Like, that's the kind of tiresome that can break people. Dude, and that's why quick. you're seeing what's happening. And yeah, that's definitely well going to break you. Well said. Hey, real quick, Ryan, you, yeah. you, uh, you brought this up, and this is an excuse that I hate hearing from law enforcement. Look, one reason I didn't get it with the cops, I had like my game banger friends was like, man, you should be a cop. Now I don't know if they thought I should be a cop because I was going to let them get away with shit. Or, but one thing I always knew how corrupt the police department was, I was going to have to be corrupt or else they was probably going to do something to me. So I never, just here in Chicago, I was kind of like, I'm good. All right. From mm -hmm. what I've kind of seen, it was like, I'm good because I would rather try to live my life on the straight and narrow. But this is the thing. You see a lot of cops and Ryan missing duress. I hate hearing cops. I'm not saying that they shouldn't want this, but say, listen, I'm just trying to get home. Look, I did not ask you to take that job, all right? That's the same right. if you're in war and you like you just take off running. No, the motherfucker's going to be like, coward, get your ass back up. And again, I'm not calling all officers cowards, but you know the risk that comes with your job. If you can't handle that, and, and, and I thought about D. Uh, D, you remember like uh, about 10 years ago, uh, the kid that was at the gas station and the cop asked for his ID and the kid dives back into the car? And the cops start shooting him. And the cops are like, why'd you dive in the car? And the kid has his wallet. He's like, I was getting my wallet, right? You told me. You told me to. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. You're right, dude. You told me to, right? Yeah, now, yeah. we growing up in the city know not to do that. This kid did not grow up, or and he's younger than us, a different generation. We were taught in grade school, watch out. I, I remember the teachers being like, hey, just watch out, all right? Mm -hmm. So, again, I'm, I'm talking about that cop because that cop was so scared, all right? I'm not saying that he still can't be scared, but you also know the risk that you take on. And again, if I was there, someone dived in the car, I may shoot his, I may shoot his ass up too. But I'm just still pointing out, if you take this job and you have to take on the responsibility of that job and you can't re revert to your simple animal or clan instincts, you have to be over that because you're taking on a job of being a, a deaf dealer basically and you should do it judiciously. Please, please. That's yeah, the yeah. shield. That yeah. is what the shield is. 
You don't get to yep. change the rules of the shield. It just because, oh, I like I like the power this day because it was a nice, easy day, and I got a bunch of, I don't know, gifts or whatever. Like, I got a discount, blah, blah, blah. But then when the job is distressful, I'm just going to break procedure. No, you have to be better than mm. a human being. You have to be above humanity right. to protect yeah. humanity. Right. Yeah, you do. Dean Davis to flip the, the right here. The judgment factor is just absolutely ridiculous. It it. it the 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 amount of racial profiling that happens because of the police force I and mean, i have a lot of really close friends and people that i trust and people that i look up to as you know men of character that are police officers and in the police you know line of work and i'm really appreciative of the example that they've given me of what it looks like to be a good police good cop um but there are way too many that we've seen over the years that have just abused the power and like the bad app. I was having this conversation with a buddy of mine last night. One bad apple is going to spoil the bunch and make this all about police brutality on um, minority men, which yeah. is terrible. Men and women, men and women. Out of, yeah, exactly. And, and that has got to be, um, you know, the one bad apple out of the bunch spoils it for everybody. But, like it's just well, listen. Well, other cops don't say anything. That's the problem. No, no, that's the problem. I mean, it's it's you have to be able to break it down from what's inside. So one thing you will always hear, like, "Hey, you gonna make a change? Start from the inside," and, and that's how you do it. I've seen plenty of videos of African American cops or uh, people of minority uh, background who became police officers, and we'll give you that. Say, "Hey, listen." I grew up seeing this. I wanted to change from the out from the inside. I've also seen some videos from from white cops saying, "Listen, you are making it harder for all of us. Like you cannot do this." I, those videos have come out, right? But just to go back to your original your original question, Steve, talking about you know mm-hmm. how if you as a white man uh, can make a change, it's more so like Ken kind of alluded to it. You have to be able to call it out. The issue okay. is the issue is. For some people, some for some white people, just be blunt. When you call things out, you can't get looked at side eye. Okay, whatever. But also, you have to recognize if you're calling somebody out on a position that they have, you got to understand that they can lose that position. And some people don't want to lose that position because mm-hmm. life is like a game. You know what I'm saying? Like, hey, I was dealt a good hand. I'm about to play, I'm about to uh, I'm about to try to run this hand. But if you have somebody come around and saying like, nah, dude, you got that hand over, you know, saying off of pure luck and because of who you are and what family was born in and because of these privileges, mm-hmm. they're going to be like, hell no, I ain't giving this up. So that's the, str- I would think that's the struggle that some, maybe, they, that, that some white people have and why they don't want to speak up. They could be afraid, you know, saying they might get ostracized or it's kind of like, I don't want to lose my position. So mm-hmm. the hard thing is being able to call people out to make change from within and also to understand you making that change is probably going to knock you down a pig. But the, being the moral person that you are, you know that you also allowing somebody to come up. Because this is one thing we always say in this country, right? Equal. We all just want to be equal. But you have a lot of people that don't want it to be equal. And that's the, mm-hmm. that's one, on top of everything else we've all said right now. That's mm-hmm. another layer to this Take systematic racist, racist cake that we mm-hmm. see right now. I just something else. Alone. I just want to be Go left ahead. alone. You just want to be left alone? Hey, that's another thing, too. I'm not, I'm, but that's I'm equal, not, though, right, Ken? Is that equal? Like, yeah. I'm, not, I'm, not, 
I'm not kumbaya. I'm not like mm-hmm. I just give me my especially like if, if, if just someone, let me be a human. Yeah, look, if you don't like me, don't talk to me. Keep it moving. We can be yeah. fine, but just don't allow me to be killed because someone was having a bad day. Like, or, or, just, or they just don't. Or I, just don't like you. I'm not asking a lot. Yeah. I'm not really asking. That's a lot. not. I'm asking me left alone. Dude had a bad $20 bill and a buzz and got killed. And listen, I'm gonna tell you this much. I will I will give our, our counterparts props because that narrative 20 years ago would have been like, George Floyd was full of shit. He was this, he was that, he was that. Cause the narrative, and it, it, it goes back to, a, you have to realize we all view everything through the programming that they put in our heads. Right, you sure. have to deprogram yourself. If you're not cognizant of it, you're fucking lying. All right. Mm-hmm. I view things through a mentality of people that were in prison. So my first reaction is what was that Negro doing? Right. Not that he could just be left alone. My first reaction, what the fuck was he doing? He should know better than that. But right? you know what, Ken? I was going to say, but going to Ryan's point and Steve's point, and I've seen other people say the same thing, too, that are white, not believing that narrative anymore. I don't know yeah. because it's a fact of, and I've, I'm gonna say this, and I've said it a thousand times on here. Whoever came up with the idea to put a, put a camera or, or a camera phone yeah. or a video it's camera that. on a on a cell phone is the most underappreciated human being of all time. Mm-hmm. It's one of you, right? Because now it's kind of like even with the autopsy coming out, saying like, well, you know what? We don't know if the you know say it wasn't no signs of the strangulation. Right. It was some preconceived, yeah. but but you were still, see, but you started to see this like. That's some bullshit. Right. Like, that's some bullshit. Somebody apply pressure on your throat and you're laying on your stomach. My, my boy, Clarence, is old CEO. Uh, Mac, uh, uh, Ken, you know him. Mac, he old CEO. Uh, uh, no, uh, yeah, uh, a CEO. And uh, he worked in a jail, obviously. And he said, man, listen, none of that stuff that you just saw right here on TV with that, with, uh, with, with the needle to the neck, None of that's trained. He said, you could kill somebody by simply laying them on their stomach and they yes. get behind their back. Yeah. He said, now think yes. about this. Putting your knee into their throat so, is just going to cause it now. So now you, pe- you have people being able to see through the <clears throat> bullshit. Like you said, Ken, once 10, 20 years ago, uh-uh. you, you were like, oh, no. Well, obviously, that's what the, that's what the coroner said. The coroner said he didn't die like that. Right. You're seeing it's like, that's some bullshit. So that's another level. That's, a, that's probably another reason why you're seeing this. To my, to my original point, starting off this whole conversation, uh, this topic, I should say, why are you seeing it such a big uprise everywhere? Decades and decades for us, hundreds of years of frustration. Uh, you have the system, systematic racism. You definitely have that. And now on top of it, you're able to finally just see it. And it's throwing everything out of a whack. And to Ryan's point, maybe this is a time where you can actually say or say, we got to deconstruct this shit. We got to break mm-hmm. it down. Your local governments, your local officials, vote local, state and Senate. Yes, all the way up to the president. We have oh, to yeah. start breaking down these levels to make this more equal and fair. And to Ken's, what Ken said, just leave me the fuck alone. We got to get mm-hmm. to that point. We got to get yeah. to that point. Most definitely. Um, something I want to say real quick is... And I'm probably, I'm, there's a good chance I could take some flack for this from people of my color. Mm-hmm. Um, racism, I'm looking right at my camera. Racism is taught, it is learned. It is not something you are born doing. It is not something that is, is just- It's not inheriting humanity. It, it is not, yeah. is exactly. And that goes for any, any person. 
if you harbor any hate for any person based off of the way that they look for any reason, that is on you. And you learn that somewhere. So you have to live with making people feel uncomfortable like that. And that is a very uncomfortable thing for me to say because I have a lot of friends that I associate with who are pretty racist. You and know, you know like, it's, it's hard for me to have, Speak, a, like, I would never be, I, I would never be able to have a conversation like this with certain of my friends because I would get shot down immediately as, well, why don't you just not, you're, like, I'm taking your white card. It's like, no, you can't do that. Yeah, so sorry. Thanks, I just had to say that real quick. No, thank you, Steve. Yeah, yeah, no, it's real. That's why we have that. That is real, big time, Steve. I had the same thing. One I other know, thing I, I wanted to point do, out. Ryan. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> go go ahead. Oh. Anyways, the other one thing I wanted to say is let's not forget to police officers, politicians, especially when you talk about Democrat, Republican, they mm -hmm. have their own fraternity. When you have your yeah. own fraternity, yeah. what do you usually do? You usually stick to the fraternity. Ken, you yeah. were talking about this before with Officer Chow. He probably can't just be a minority in a police station. He no. probably has to fall in line to be in the fraternity. And especially every fraternity has a leader. If that leader is bad and corrupt and says, hey, as a precinct, we don't like minorities, so don't defend them. If that is at all insinuated or passed along to the rest of the flock, that's how everyone's going to be. Even, even to the if ones, they don't even believe to the in themselves. Point, that is even, a point, and even to the ones, even to the officers that look like, look like can I see it, they'll go out there and treat the other people that look like, look like themselves. It's kind of like, exactly. it's, it's, just, it's passed down. You 100% right, Ryan. You know what? And it goes thing? back to how racism is passed down and, and learned over generations too. Yeah. And just a, another uh, part of the script from the show, uh, was the fact that we found out, I saw the uh, club owner come out and talk about that George Floyd worked there. I saw the interview. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. Once she called him, she was like, I wish he would have known talking about Siobhan. One of my boys. That he was one of my boys. I was like, I don't like that. Like, you yeah. shouldn't have said that part. Uh, but she was still saying that they probably did not meet each other, but there's a chance they could have known each other. But one thing she pointed out, because the club <laughs> is usually, it's a Latin club, but when they had urban nights, that the cops would get way too aggressive. And that the simplest thing was send them to sparing, uh, spraying, tear, I mean, uh, pepper, mace, pepper spray. into a tizzy. Spray. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it's just that mentality. All right. That's that's plantation mentality that we still love. It's like the old pastime. Fuck baseball being old pastime. Your boot on our necks has been the fucking pastime. That's the original shit. Right. Like, like at, genocide I, and slavery. Yeah. And it's just, dude, how, I didn't even get my ish that I was supposed to get. We 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 haven't went in that turn on your ass. You still don't understand. Like we're good people. I think. I mean, it's just yes. one of those things when you when you just still look at it like it's just. And, and again, I'm not here to ask someone else to view me as a human. All right, I am a human, and I'm a grown ass man, and I I take my respect, or I rather I demand my respect, or you can catch it because I, I I think about this. And then I forget, I feel early, I was like, man, this show gonna get me too emotional. I'm just getting over some shit. I don't need this shit right now, right? <laughs> I was like, I feel my eyes gonna get moist today. But I, 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 I sit there and I think about the fact that as a black male here in this country, that I have to go up to somebody else and be like, you don't see me? Like, like a bitch. 
You know what I'm saying? Like, I have to be like, hey, look, I bleed like you bleed. Man, it's, this shit's been too long for me to have to do that shit. Listen, as, as Steve said with his partners, Steve's friends, your friends, Steve, have to have the right to be racist. As long mm -hmm. as they don't use that racism and apply it on somebody, all right? If you don't like Bingo. the people, that's your business. I personally try to love everyone, all right? Because it's, it's how I was raised, all right? Regard and sometimes you have to grow and you have to gain because I've always been a proponent of the LGBTQ community, right? Exactly. But I remember like 25 years ago, and it was like, yeah, they're going to get married. And people was like, well, maybe just not call it married. I was a person like, well, maybe it's not as bad if they don't call it married. And I was wrong, right? And because from where we all came from, saying the F word, uh, I got friends that still say the F word. And I'm like, dude, what's wrong with you, right? Like, and listen, they can look at me like a bitch if they want to. To me, I don't like it, so I don't say it. You know, my son has never heard me say it. Like, I, I don't, it, and it's simple to do that for people. It's like, you don't like that? I, I don't have to do it. Especially, listen, even if you do it in your house, but I don't have to do it out here. One thing I thought about, and it's, uh, Steve, you mentioned it, and it goes, but it goes back to what you were talking about, Dave, with the lady that owned the club that said that uh, Officer Chauvin. Marie, I think, is it Maria Santa Maria? Santa Maria? I'm going to try to get a name for you. It's Santa Maria. It's definitely okay, Santa Maria. last yeah. name. Last, na last name is Santa Maria. I don't Maria. know why in this article it doesn't have her first name. Okay. Anyway. Or at least the part that I took. Let me not put it on the article. The mm -hmm. part that I took uh, from it or whatever. Uh, and she mentioned how you know she was perturbed by how angry the cops were when it was urban night. Stephen, you asked how you can help. One thing, and I, we all can fall suit to this. Sometime not standing up for right. I mentioned, mm -hmm. and I said it was a friend. He, he was I, one of my guys. Used to be my best friend growing up. We didn't talk for years. And when mm -hmm. the first time we started talking, he was letting a gay slur flow out of his fucking mouth. And I'm like, mm -hmm. whoa, son. Like, that's a lot right mm -hmm. there. You know what the I'm way saying? that you feel about the F word is the yeah. same way that I feel about the R word as it can, as it's concerned to disabled people and yeah. all that, too. Like, I, I feel you on the F word, and yeah. I put the R word right up there, too. And, and But the thing is, if we don't call people out, like when you talk about your racist friends, they have to start feeling uncomfortable about their emotions. So okay. even if those people are racist, they need to know when they're out and about not to bring those tendencies out, all right? Because you can't change a person's heart, but you can change a person's actions. So one, it's about making it culturally, uh, uh, morally rather, morally right to listen, that's how you feel, but keep that shit the fuck over there. So, because what really needs to change is your friends that are racist needs to fear you for not being racist. And okay. that, that's what needs to be the change. So not that when we go home, racism is cool, the blacks aren't around here, we can be ourselves. And yeah, even though some of my friends are, are, are not racist, they know just let me be me. No, no, no. You keep that shit caged up in your fuck ass. And I mean, that's the thing that we have to do. And look, I'll be uncool. Like I said, when Hearing a friend say, you know, F word. Now, I'm not even going to say it. If you don't get it, it's a gay slur, right? We grew up saying this shit, right? I remember the mm -hmm. time when I started working in uh, corporate America, and I was like, dang it. And no one had told me. It was a gentleman that at my job had, like, it was crazy. He had, like, a, a shrine to uh, one of the actors on a prison break. Oh, right? I know you mm -hmm. And I had never seen some shit like this. Literally, because listen. That was wild. At any office place, a shrine. Yeah. I don't care. Let's, let's just say, like, that's like me having a shrine. And this is like an old, no. That's like having me a shrine for, like, Lupita Nyong'o. Like, and you just see, like, pictures at my desk. 
damn near a ceramic. Like all, it's just, it's not, it's really for they were, office place. But they not were, correct. They, we didn't even have cubicles. They was just yeah, we were just, it was just, it was lunch tables. We, our, <laughs> our, our computers were just on lunch tables. Basically, right? was, basically. Was it just like the main character of Christmas? No, Day? it was the brother, the one, no, it was the, it was the one that was in jail. <laughs> It was the one that came out being gay. Listen, gay people have great gay radar. Man, he's gay? Yeah, I believe he's I gay. I didn't know that. Yeah, he's That's gay. That's anything wrong, but I just didn't know. No, no, the slimmer one. The slimmer one is gay, yeah. I believe. Yeah, he's biracial. Right? Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. I so, think you're right, Ken. Yeah, I, no, I know I'm right. But his data. <laughs> not because after used to like Prison Break, so that's why I kind of know. After okay. used to watch okay. Prison Break, I didn't. People used to be obsessed with that yes, show. Yes, yeah. people why. were big on Prison Break. Yeah. But I remember thinking, dang, I can't say the f word like that. I don't even mean it like that. Think now, this is me being ignorant, mm-hmm. right? We were younger too. You're we younger were, we grew, but this is the culture we grew up in. Yeah. But the best thing that happened was me working there, being like, you know what? I must. I said this to myself. I'm not gonna say this at home. Cause I don't want to make it slip up and say this shit, right? Yeah. Bingo. Fast forward, and this has nothing. But one of my close friends came out, uh, and I kind of knew he was gay. Came out to be gay. I, I got like I've never had an issue with people's sexuality. But the crazy part was like when people got fired, mm-hmm. this ended up being one of my closest friends at the joint or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's just one of those things that, and so that, so that, like that's me, for instance, saying like there's no animus towards uh, gay people, in particularly in some aspects of black culture. Where yeah, there there is. All right, that be why am I gonna be a liar and say it's not or cover yeah. it up? Like and, and another thing, we too fucking grown. That's the, like what's the point of being an adult if you still lie about childish bullshit? Like you mentioned but some that. people, but to know it can't, some people can't grow up. You see, I know some people who would say, like, man, they are the exact same way they were in high school. And we like it's, it's people older than me. It could oh, be like yeah. in their 50s and 60s. 60s like, and she still act the same way we did when, she, when we were 17 years old. Some people, some humans, don't evolve. You could be mm-hmm. around the most, you could be around some of the most progressive people, not in the sense of like politics, but kind of like, you know, just kind of like they, they, they have elevated themselves. You know what I'm saying? They grew up. That's a, better, that's a better term. They grew up. They've some evolved people, and adapted over the time. Yes, yes. They just mm-hmm. grew up. Some people are still at their base level and never grow out of it. It's, that's why I, you got to make them you, uncomfortable, D. Yeah. No, I, D I, you, I, even, dumb, even dumb people, you can make uncomfortable saying dumb shit. Oh, yeah. I feel you. Yep. Go, go ahead, Ryan. D, you already said it. I mean, how many people stay basic to keep their life the same because they really like their position and life as yeah. it is. If I yeah. think, if I actually care, my world is going to change. It's, gonna gonna, it's just going to happen. Mm-hmm. And they're so afraid of that happening. Like, mm-hmm. no, whoa, 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 whoa. I'm down with Karen, but not if it changes my life. Yeah, yeah. All right, that's another point I wanted to bring up. Uh, another, another, <laughs> another thing I wanted to bring up, I can't kind of alluded to it earlier. As I was watching this, as I was watching all these protests, I just kept saying to myself, at first I was saying internally, then I finally started just saying it externally to, to the missus. We sit next to her. She's, we sitting back watching it. And my wife, my, all, all disclosures doesn't really matter, but my wife is biracial, right? She's black and white. So I'm watching it, and I'm like, there's a lot of white people out there. And she, she looked at me, she's like, well, what are you, you don't think white people are going to be out there marching and being about for the cause? I said, no, 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 no. I ain't trying to say that. And maybe it's kind of a generational thing. 
It's kind of like, you know what I'm saying? I've, I've seen different protests, like the, where she grew up, uh, she grew up with a majority with her, her mother who's white. She, she'll mm-hmm. tell me like, you know what I'm saying? We didn't, my mother didn't, you know what I'm saying? We didn't have cable, things like that. We was pretty poor. And you know what I'm saying? My mother wasn't turning on the TV so I could see what was happening at the Rodney King uh, uh, riots and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I saw that because it was kind of like, hey, young black boy, you need to see what's happening in your world. It affects you, mm-hmm. and it's because of this, mm-hmm. right? So, I, but I just, I kept something like, is something not sitting right with my black soul on this? It's like, mm-hmm. I see a lot of white people out there. Like, mm-hmm. hey, I'm not used to this. And not saying, not saying that I don't want them down for the calls, because I do want everybody down to the calls. Steve, Ryan, y'all here, we talking an open mm-hmm. discussion. Mm-hmm. Y'all, part of, y'all, y'all part of the ele- elevator. Then I wake up and I, I think I sent this uh, the thread out to the guys. Uh, Joy Reid, who's an MSNBC reporter, but this is basically coming off the press conference of the the governor of Minnesota, the mayor of Minnesota, mm-hmm. uh, Minneapolis, and Twin Cities, and Keith Ellison, who I didn't even know was the AG up there. He's Attorney General, and it's mm-hmm. coming out right now. Like, yeah, you're seeing all these people out there. There are a lot of uh, white nationalists. And I was just put, about to say yeah. this. I was just about to say this. I got and, friends that are up in Minnesota right now. Uh-huh. White people who are progressive and behind the movement and who are trying to do the right thing. And all it is is white nationalist supremacists that are trying to provoke a race riot cool. by doing the looting and doing a bunch of shit Wait right now. Yeah. Here's, here's they are the- starting this so that it can turn into a racial thing and get that side of it going like right. it's mm-hmm. wrong it's, it's totally wrong that is tweet- just, ooh, it's crazy she, 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 she tweeted out soul, man like she, she tweeted out she said at uh this is based off the conversation she got a thread she said adds that white national white nationalist groups are posting messages promote going to minneapolis to get our loot on and cause mayhem he says they will investigate those using outrage over the murder of george floyd as a cover for illegal activity also she did know that um, Mayor Carter, uh, this is, must be the mayor from uh, the Twins, St. Uh, Paul. Paul, St. Paul, said every, every, she has capitalized, every person arrested last night during the protest was from out of state. Out of state. The governor mm-hmm. said it at least 80% uh, said that, said it is, it is at least 80% and that they will begin releasing the names. Uh, Deputy of Safety Commissioner John Harrington says they are contact tracing arrestees. So I don't know if that means contract trace, contract tracing of uh, COVID, I think COVID, COVID yeah, too, right? Like, yeah, just but using contract tracing to see what the connections were with these people. Yeah, yeah, real yep. quick. And so uh, the lab dog jumped out William Barr today, and it was funny. Oh, didn't take any questions, just like his boss didn't when he put out that bogus ass tweet the other day, and then he ran it back. Mm-hmm. Uh, William Barr was like, they, everyone, a lot of the people are traveling from out of states. But he said that it was anarchist and extreme leftist. And I said, son of a bitch. Oh, yeah. But he, didn't say, but he didn't say anything about people that were hard right, which right. We, we were talking about the white supremacists. And, and again, going back to the whole Charlottesville, they're good guys on both sides, right? Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's, and it's just, so in, think about, this is the thing. It's in the administration. Like, think about if you're, you're living in a country and the country's already set up against you, right? But now you got somebody that's using it, and I'm, I'm not saying that Donald Trump isn't a racist, but Donald Trump uses racism to be his bully pulpit for his base because he know it amps them up. Right. So now- Are you kidding? 
He's racist. He is racist. Yeah, yeah. So, look again. I'm, I mean, I, I, I there agree was with the, you. There was, the, there was a press conference no, early, the, like two weeks ago. This, no, where, you talk about the Central Park Six. I, I'm not again. Uh, no, 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 no. Where, where, where the Chinese American or the Asian American reporter from CBS oh, asked yeah. him a question thought, and yeah. he goes, mm-hmm. "It's the China virus. That's China." Like, no. <laughs> Who do you yeah. think you are, bro? Oh, yeah. And then no. the tweets he came out with last night? I'm not, no, no, no. Again, I'm not. The only thing I'm trying to say from taking the, taking that off of him right there is just still pointing out that he used it as a tool. I, I agree. Mm-hmm. I believe he's a racist. But I, I also, now he uses racism as a means to an end. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And also, Definitely. Side note, Steve brought up a great point uh, about Joe Biden, right? So uh, we put out, uh, I think the last, was the last flip, shut the fuck up, Biden? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uncle Pot Smoke. I, I, yeah. came up with, uh, I came up with the title. So blame me for the title of shut the fuck up, Biden. Blame me. So if you have anything to say about that, come at Ken. So somebody, and I think it was a black person, I believe, uh, uh, commented on it and was like, yeah, but Trump is Fair. saying this. Oh, it, it was a uh, check the post when I'm check my post of it or whatever. Oh, okay. uh, on Instagram, somebody and this is one day. It, it just so happened they did it. I was I just gotten up and I was just going through it and I said and, I, and, and you know when I get angry I want all the smoke. Mm-hmm. So it was like oh <laughs> thank you so much for this. So they basically told me like Trump's over here calling people thugs and doing this and doing that and some some something Joe some you need to wake up and I said hold up. I said, if you if you want, if you ever listen to this show, me and my host, me and D, have been saying that Joe Biden was going to be the nominee and we was going to vote for him, even if necessarily we didn't think his old ass need to be running. Yeah. Right. So don't act like we can't chew gum and walk. I can right. reprimand. I can reprimand him for fucking up and still use him as an ends to a means and getting Trump out the fucking White House. Right. But it was, but it was just mm-hmm. funny. That somebody had sit there because that's really what we're doing. Listen, look, and I was going to get deeper into it and start talking about the the the, um, the uh, Tara Reid shit, right? Like how we're absolving that shit, right? Listen, let's leave, I'm gonna take even further. I say it on here. I'm not a fucking uh, a, a JB Prisker guy because he didn't give up his fucking taxes. I can't be mad at fucking Trump for the shit, and then because JB's a Democrat, be like, well, it's okay. These, they all rich, you dumb motherfuckers. Like, if rich people are hiding some shit, they're not hiding that shit for no fucking reason. No, I went off Big with time. a tangent. Now I'm just stepping my little ass back. <laughs> see, <laughs> see, see, you've been quiet. What do you think about the, what I was saying, had brought up the simple fact of now it's being reported that, you know, white nationalists and ultra-right people are kind of like invading these protests and kind of like really starting shit. It's really sad. And like him brought up Charlottesville, that's what, it, what brought brought it back to me. We we talked about it on this show before. Um, Trump, uh, where you think he's racist or not, that's up to you. But he does use that element to, like like you said, r- ramp up his base because that was that was a big element that got him into the right house because he said just like all politicians, they say what the that that base wants wants them to hear, what they think that fan base wants them to hear, and so he's catering to them. And so I, I just think it's really sad. Whoever uh, did the looting and uh, and the destroying of the property, it should be uh, prosecuted to the fullest extent of the of the law. And I, and I, it's just really sad all around. What I really wanted to say in my last segment was, I know Ken and D, I know you guys are both parents of young children, but I want yes. to send this message out to our listeners. I know many of you guys are parents, are guardians, and grandparents, and 
for people who, who do know parents and grandparents and guardians, this is to my young people. I know we got some 20 year olds in, in, in college that are protesting out there as well, but my goddaughter is, to, is a five year old black girl. Yeah, this, this, yeah, this is to, yeah. <laughs> 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 saying, bro. You're saying, like, hey, he, yeah, he got everybody <laughs> in the family. Drop this story. Hey, go, go, but, go ahead, Sid. But this is to my high school seniors who just graduated from high school. If you're 18 years old or will be 18 years old before the November election, to all my uh, parents out there, guardians and grandparents, please tell your high school seniors to go and register to vote, COVID yeah. or no COVID, please register to vote. Uh, and, and, and to the people that say that your, your vote doesn't count, BS. Uh, get rid of that notion. It's not true. Your vote does count. Register and vote, and please vote on the election day and follow the uh, and follow, and follow um, the issues beyond after the election day. I don't know if Amen. it's too. Said that's amazing. Awesome. Yeah, I don't know if I don't know if it's too late to do the census. Do the damn census. And yeah, make sure your ass, make sure your ass to go out there and vote. See, you couldn't be a, you couldn't be more than hundred uh, percent on that one. And go back to your point earlier, local elections, local officials. I don't know if anybody saw this, and I, I know I tweeted it out. Killer Mike had a like off the top, impassionate speech from last night with the riots going down there in Atlanta. And one of the key things he was basically saying, like, "Hey man, listen, you tired of this shit? Voting's coming up. Vote out the vote out the prosecutor to lock your homeboy up." Right. Vote out mm-hmm. the vote out the mayor that you know saying uh, uh, that's behind or uh, okay with all the some of the stuff that's going on that that falls down to the chiefs. Don't forget about judges. You got to look at judges and how they vote and how they prosecute people. It, listen, I always I, I I know I say this to the message. I say this to this about everybody. All we see we see a lot of this fuck shit, but it still come down to the people. None of this shit moves. Without the people. Now, that's meaning people to put people in to keep us down, or you could put somebody in there that you can hold accountable, as Ken just said, even though Joe Biden, we say we probably gonna vote for Joe Biden, but we can still reprimand his ass when he fucks up. Even put somebody in there that you know, I know at least he, he or she will hear me, I can still voice my opinion. So it's key, it is very, very key to go vote. I know a lot of people are depressed, might not like the might not might not like the uh the candidates, but if you don't vote, this kind of shit it happens. Even to kids talking about they can use that technique up in Minnesota, put it, put put uh your knee in somebody's neck. An officer can put a knee in somebody's neck. That goes down to who you have as mayor, who are your aldermen, who are your representatives. Make sure they go in and say, "Hell no, that ain't the case." You got to fight with the union, uh, fight fight with the police union. District attorneys too. District attorney, exactly. If you got to fight with them, then fucking bring the fight on. That kind of stuff ain't gonna happen. It comes, it still comes down to vote. D, real quick, you didn't yeah. tell us after you found out that there were actors coming in the states, uh, yes, and starting this stuff. And I know you, you took that information back to the missus and she was like, you don't think half of you down for the cause. What did she say? Half half of her? No, no, no. She down for the cause. No, no, no. I don't mean she, That's not her. I'm oh, saying, what did you say? I, when I mean half of her, <laughs> I'm implying that because she was like, you don't think that half of me, my white half, oh, will be out. No. So when you came back and was like, see, I told you there was something wrong with it. Why, why, what did she say? Wait a I told her lie. Wait a minute. I told you something was right about that shit. <laughs> 
I think she, wait a minute. I was in the bathroom. I was in the bathroom just going through Twitter. And I think she heard me say, I fucking knew it. <laughs> hey, Red Scott, oh, I, see, I cannot I, wait until you're a 45-year-old man. Wait a minute. Get off my Wait a minute. I came up the stairs like, Chanel. She's like, why are you calling me? Like, I told you. She, you see this shit? She's like, yes, the mother. I'm not surprised by that. Yeah, I'm sure it's about just white people out there that were doing that. I'm like, I fucking knew it. And I fucking walked away like, what the fuck? I, I, I just, dude, I was saying it. Me and my boys had a Zoom call a couple of nights ago, and I uh, shared my screen, and we were just watching the, the first night, the first night. No, 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 second night, when they uh, they torched the uh, fire department. I mean, fire department, uh, the police department in Minnesota. Precinct. I, yeah, the precinct. I was sharing it on my screen. We were just talking about it. And we all was kind of like, there's a lot of white people out there, ain't it? I don't know. We were, and we was whispering to each other, even though Zoom to each other. I said, that's a lot of white people. <laughs> <laughs> that, look at that conditioning. I know, right? I said, <laughs> you see all these white people out here? Like, yeah. What the hell's going on? Like, I'm like, I like it. I'm, I'm glad they're out there, but it's always a lot of them. So, and then to see this tweet come out, it's like, <laughs> I fucking knew it. All right, listen, I knew look, it. Give back out. This one kind of fits into the parameters of the flip. Uh, this is from CBS News. Christian Cooper, the black man who filmed a white woman calling the cops on him in Central Park, said he was uncomfortable with the amount of backlash she received, including losing her job in the incident Monday. Uh, Cooper asked the woman, Amy Cooper, to leash her dog in the area of no Central Park. Yeah, no relation. That Thank you, D. That required it, but she refused. While he filmed the encounter, uh, the woman known as Central Park Karen on social media calls the police and fa falsely accuses him of threatening her. Chris Cooper said later that he just wanted the video to speak for itself. When people arrived, they determined that the two Coopers, who are not even related, as he just said, mentioned, engaged in a verbal dispute, and no one was arrested or given a summons, according to NYD uh, PUD uh, spokesperson. After the incident, Amy Cooper was fired from her job uh, at an investment firm, and she surrendered her cocker spaniel that she was choking the hell out of to an animal rescue where she adopted it. Chris Cooper was overwhelmed by the response to the video, which went viral on Twitter after his sister posted it. However, the retribution in particular was troubling to him. It's a little bit of a frenzy, and I'm, I'm uncomfortable with that, he said in an interview with the New York Times. If our goal is to change the underlying factors, I'm not sure that this young woman having her life completely turned apart serves that goal. And I say to him, bullshit. Wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. So operate in kindness always right we could just yeah. operate in kindness always and have that as the forefront message and meaning of what we're doing this world would be a better place and this shit would not be happening right now wait a minute so but he's showing the grace and the kindness that she didn't show to him that just goes that's go, this let's let you know right there that's a good dude her ass is like, yeah, you on some bullshit. I don't give a fuck if she is a liberal. I don't give a fuck if she donated to Barack Obama. Who gives a fuck? Who right. gives a fuck? You know racist people like Barack Obama. No, 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 no. But a lot of people will think, oh, that's oh. some down south. Oh. No, this is one thing I do want to just, I do, oh, a lot of people, like, maybe, maybe some younger people don't understand this. I don't give a fuck. Where they at? I don't care. Listen, a racist white person could be from any party or any political background that you could think of. Van Joe said it himself on CNN. She's like, man, she whipped out her white privilege and weaponized that man's right away. Race better That's than a, better cool. than better than a person who was raised in the Ku Klux Klan. Right she through. he was like she turned that shit on like it was like a switch like she was born with like what the fuck like, like she it, it, like it she had an instruction manual. Uh, 
play 83. Exactly. Play. Right, right. right. 32. <laughs> he just came oh, out. He Omaha. Exactly. Omaha. I was going to say Omaha. <laughs> <laughs> He's videotaping me. Omaha. Dude, Omaha. Dude, dude, dude. So, look, this goes back to what I mentioned earlier about the gentleman in Texas where the officer came home from work and she was a floor higher or floor lower and mm-hmm. she thought his apartment was hers and she shot him. Yep. His family came out after she was charged or during the trial and was like, forgive her. Listen, forgive her. I understand when it ha- when it comes to what you, have, roof too. what you have to bear on your heart. And so I get the forgiveness aspect because you don't want that person to basically in- imprison you or kill you from the feeling of your loved one being lost, mm-hmm. right? But fuck all of them, and then like so this, this like for fuck all of them. Like we're gonna you know, stop. Can I feel bad for him? No, but that? Amy, Amy Cooper, real quick. The, Amy Cooper, as yeah. we just said, she could have gotten this man who is uh, yes. Uh, he she could have gotten him killed. And he's like what one of the the biggest. Um, what's it called when you're a bird watcher? Um, what is it a, a burger or something like that? A, like no, it's like a huge. Forget what it's called, but he is like a profound bird watcher. He got right? YouTube videos about him. Yeah, like, he's, like, shit. He's, so he, he's profound as far as doing, dude, they could have came, we've already seen in New York how, and now he was in Central Park, yeah. but how outside of Central Park, people's chilling at a bodega, they basically kick their teeth in for not social distancing, but in Central Park, they're handing out face masks and mm-hmm. shit, right? So we already know how the NYPD gets down, and we've seen this with the shit that's been going on with these protests or whatever, and how fuck Eric Gardner, right? To say, that, you yeah. know, just... We've seen yep. how the fuck they get down and yep. shuddy and look, she, look, you could have just had a disagreement with this gentleman and left the shit at that. Hey, but put the she, least on a goddamn dog. The fuck, the, the poor dog. First of all, I'm happy she returned the cock and She did that first. I bet because you know they love the dogs. Boy, they love us. I said I was getting too deep. Then I'm both. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like, oh my god, my dog. But um, the fact that she could have gotten this dude severely injured, let alone killed, by lying on him. Mm-hmm. No, dude, this shit's not fucking. And listen, I say that to I would say that to a woman lying on a male about domestic violence. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And I would say that outside of race, but inside of race. Yeah. Anybody Vice versa. That's falsely using the cops to carry out your fucking agenda, fuck you. Like, dude, and listen, we usually know that when cops deal with white people, they they usually try to come at it with more reason and understand it because they see something similar to them. Even in in a white, white on white world, you're still weaponizing the cops and some shit could fucking happen. Yeah. Right, like that's like, it's just, it's it's unnecessary and it's, it's, it's fucking selfish and the shit just needs to fucking stop. And they need, their, my last part, D, they, there needs to be legislation put in place that when people do that shit, yeah. they, they, like they, they, it has to be. It, there, it has well, you to, think that'd be a- you, should you, want it because they should want, they should stop wanting false reports and shit. Wait a minute, you would think that, you would think that's probably a false report, but I, I did see somewhere saying that, that, that some smaller cities or some cities are trying to pass legislation for that. Ryan, you want to say something? Too. Oh, yeah, then, then you said. Okay. Oh, sorry. Uh, a couple things. Ken, when you pointed out that Dallas officer, I remember after she got sentenced, the son, or I'm sorry, the brother of the deceased went up and hugged her. And then they yeah. asked him about it mm-hmm. afterwards. And he was like, yo, this isn't like forgiveness for what she did. This was forgiveness for myself to get mm-hmm. over the death mm-hmm. of my brother. And I yep. thought that was so powerful because it's like, 
we have to be emotional and we have to ride our emotions, but there has to be just a little layer of rationale underneath everything. Mm -hmm. It can't just be on a, abashed emotion, I think, with some of these things. But certainly the emotion is warranted and called for, especially when this fuck shit keeps happening over and over. And if this keeps happening, that rationale is going to be gone. I mean, you can't blame a person for losing it when the same, it's insanity to keep doing the same behavior and expecting a different result. Yeah, The empathy is lost in all of this, man. Yeah. Right. Yeah, a yeah, a couple of things quickly. One, uh, with the Central Park, situation uh what took me uh, aback was uh, you, uh for my younger listeners uh they had to listen to this i know you guys on the panel know about this story remember 1992 susan smith south carolina she lied about uh her kids uh being killed yes. by a black person yes. and yeah it turns out that she killed her kids and that happened recently shit mm -hmm. so uh, that's that's what it's called a tuesday <laughs> yeah especially <laughs> so, in the south yeah so that so that lady in central park knew what she was doing when she said oh well it was a black man who's harassed me blah 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 come come get this guy right now she knew exactly what she's doing she she lost her mind but she knew exactly what she's doing number two i don't know if you guys uh saw the uh, video ryan d and um ken i sent you guys the video of a philadelphia radio host. i don't know if you want me to mention his name yeah, yeah, yeah. go ahead yeah this shit was wild yeah go ahead yeah. Hey, fuck Okay, so this the guy. So the guy's name is Mike Missinelli. He's an afternoon host on ninety-seven five, the fanatic. And there, him and his uh, producer Tyrone Johnson, the one who was in the red shirt. The brother the name female, was Tyrone. Uh, Tyrone Johnson. Yeah, he would. He would hire a Tyrone. Would <laughs> I want my producer with a real black name? <laughs> There's no Leroy's in the pound. Get this Tyrone here. I don't need a. <laughs> And the uh, female sports uh, anchor, Natalie Engeloff, and they were talking about the Central Park situation. Mm. And the host, um, Mike, he tried to take – he was playing devil's advocate, trying to take the side of the cop slash the, uh, the lady wife. She called the cops and the other two, uh, Tyrone and Natalie, and say, oh, there's there's really no devil's advocate uh, no. Uh, way in this situation. There's no way to explain why <laughs> the lady did what she did. And then, of course, af after they went to commercial – uh, Mike threw the headset down. It was you no, kind of thought no, it. He, he, he threw that motherfucker. Swung that shit across exactly. the room. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. You're going to see it. Yeah. So, so Miss um, um, Nelly is, is suspended for one week uh, because of that. Uh, the reason why it's been on social media because his afternoon show it happens to broadcast on TV on NBC Sports Philadelphia. So and that's why oh. he got caught. If it wasn't oh, on TV, that was on TV. He got caught. Mm -hmm. a good point. A good point. Because they wouldn't have seen the shit. Oh. Exactly. But you know what? Like, that, wait, wait, wait. Yeah. But that, mm -hmm. that shows his stupidity. That shows who he really is. Goes yeah, back to the... Go away, go I think when he was trying to defend her, he showed who he no, 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 no. This, mm -hmm. no, no. this is what I'm trying to say. She broke the law not having the dog. She broke the law again, false police report, Before. and she used her exactly. privilege wait, wait. as a weapon. But this is... Devil's advocate. Well, but this is... Exactly, exactly, Ryan. But this is my thing. He was so damn comfortable trying to play the devil's advocate. He mm -hmm. did this shit on TV. You know he don't give a fuck. And he threw his headset across the room. I didn't know that was on TV, see? I thought that was a yeah, webcam. Was. I thought that was no, kind of like a web yeah. thing. His radio show is simulcasted on NBC Sports oh, Philadelphia. Oh, so he's a fucking boy. Mm -hmm. oh, some of these... Uh, Sorry, say go ahead. No, okay, uh, just, just to wrap up, 
uh, there was a second part to the video when they came back from commercial. It wasn't, uh, it was shown on TV, but not heard on radio because the music was playing, you know, when it, people had intro music coming back on, on the radio shows. Uh-huh. Uh, he was, he was going, uh, Mike was going back at it with Tyrone Johnson again, but there Some was no more? audio. Yeah, there was no audio though because the music was playing on air. Whoa, mm-hmm. wow. Go to PhillyVoice.com and look for the story. What the fuck could he actually be trying? I mean, I, I saw the, I saw the video. Tyrone wasn't saying his place. What the, but he was getting double teamed. But they dude, both, I, they I both were saying, like, what the fuck are you talking mm-hmm. about? And he was sitting there, dude. So also, to go along with the context, <laughs> oh the my host God. was trying to explain, one, when they were trying to say when she said that, the, the uh, when she called in, and said that she was threatened. Or how did she necessarily say the black dude? What she say that the black dude did to her? As far she as was threatening her and the dog. No, yeah, her, threatening her, her dog. dog. Uh-huh. And she was. He was trying to explain that what she meant verbally threatened. They was like, right. regardless, fuck that. But no, nah, that's not. On, that wasn't her attention. So then I, I believe perhaps maybe he's been a lawyer or he studied law because he kind of threw a jab like, well, if you guys have studied a little law, you kind of know. You kinda, well, you if, go, if you mm-hmm. say law, your ass would be doing sports radio right now, yeah, right? Uh, we got friends that study law and do sports radio. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> shout out to Julie. And yeah, shout out to her too. Oh yeah, shout out to Julie. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, still. Um, oh man, Steve, you gotta go. Oh, not yet. I'm okay. Just yeah, this is the last one. This is, we're out. We're out after this. We're not doing no oh, more. Oh, cool. Yeah, <laughs> not, <laughs> my bad. My bad. My bad. No, thanks for letting us know. Yeah, we weren't yeah. gonna do it. Like this has been excessive right here. Yeah. Uh, but still, it was just something. It, I, I guess the thing that I take from it is just, just to still look at how, and again, I can't change how you feel, but someone's being wronged. A human being is being wronged. And your first reaction is to defend the wrong action. And I usually, just like I talked about Officer Chow in Minneapolis, and I talked about thinking about how him being an Asian American that there's, you know, there's not a ton of Asian American officers in Minneapolis. Not a ton of them. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like we live in Metropolitan. Look around the country. That's what I was say. We, we live in Metropolitan yeah. Chicago. There's a large Asian population here in Chicago. I, I don't even know if I've seen an Asian officer in Chicago. Just to be honest with you, I don't know if I have. Guys, have you seen an Asian officer in Chicago? I think I might see maybe one or two. Okay. I, I can't say no, I have And I mean, and we're the third largest city in the country. country. So he said he's yeah. the one or two. So this guy is trying to fit in, right? And he's, But he's also acting the same as the people that he views as who he's trying to fit in with. As you saw his aggression mm-hmm. when that black gentleman stepped off the curb, instead of telling the man, dude, you're killing him, stop, bro. And one thing that we've always put in this show is crazy. If you can't be morally correct, be financially sound and not fuck up your back then. Yeah. And we mm-hmm. tell you that because we're trying to loop you into doing something right and give you an incentive that if morally you don't have that natural incentive where at least financially, don't fuck up your money. So at least that'll help all of us because we're just trying to give you something not to do wrong. Mm-hmm. It's no way I would allow that motherfucker to fuck up my bag like that. If and this, I thought about this before, and I, I went on a tangent before we got off. Before I thought when it happened, I said to after, and I said, "Listen, I'm sorry, but if I was there when that shit happened, I would have had to push that cop off of him. I just would have. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what would have happened. I mean, I would have done it and put my hands up." But and I would have had to do it quick, so I would have had to hit that cop, not with my fist, but as far as how fast. Mm-hmm. Some, yeah, did something. Yeah, just as mm-hmm. point I'm right there with if you. you played, I would have dropped to the ground, hands on yeah, the back. Yeah, I would have put exactly. I would have, but I would have. Can't I? I couldn't. And I, I waited at least a day before I watched 
uh, watched the, the murder of Floyd, right, George Floyd, right? Because when this shit keeps happening, just like, I, and then right after I watched a Central Park Karen, because I was like, let me get the shit all in now, because my emotions are up. And I watched the whole shit, and I was like, okay, what is this? Let me watch it. And do out of all this shit, we keep talking about all these people are out there. Uh, forget the actors. We ain't seen that one before. You know what I'm saying? We didn't see Tamir Rice. Uh, yeah. we, we, we even uh, what's in, uh, what's it? we saw Laquan McDonald months after it took place. Mm-hmm. All right, but it's still it's not in it's not the same context. You La- saw La- the La- you saw the bullets kind of hit the ground. You didn't see him actually go through him. You yeah, saw but, this man you life here go even, away. And what was it? What was the young man? Unfortunately, in Ferguson, uh, uh, Mike Brown. Mike Brown. Yeah, Mike Brown. We didn't, we didn't see that either. But we didn't hear we, we and we didn't hear him. This we we hear him dying. Like we're watching it and we hear people like. That are there or closer yeah, to it, saying he's dying. dying. Then we he called out for freaking his, neck. He called off. He called out for his dead mother, right, and his kids. Mm-hmm. Dude, he was dead two to three minutes. Yep. All right. There was no pulse, and Siobhan still has his knee on his neck, right? Yeah. Yep. And so that's part of the difference. It's like, wait, even when you try to lie something and game it up to where, well, guys, it was like this. It wasn't like that. There's not enough escapability in this one. You know what I'm saying? It's just it's there's too, none. It's too harsh when you there's absolutely it in. You know, so like He's last handcuffed night, I, on his stomach. You know, like yeah, that's yeah. it. I, I made you have got to, your perk. I had kids and watch all of the riots with me. Because uh, Afton was doing what you like. She had a Zoom thing with some other girlfriends. So the kids with me and I was like, yeah, we watching the news, so you could take all of this information in and you can process it and, and know what's really going on out here in this world. And just how fucked up. And one thing, Ryan, that you said this, I think this needs to be something that we need to start doing as a crew and maybe to get us killed one day. Sorry, guys, it happens. We get to 60 and get killed. We Ride or die, baby. If we don't <laughs> initiate the change that really needs to take place in deconstructing this bullshit, and like, so all is five of us right here, right? Dude, yep. I promise you, if this was the fucking 60s, even with racism, We'd all be better off because they'd be way more jobs. Listen, you could pick what the fuck manufacturing shit you, you want, want to do. You. Yeah. Right? Like, man, I'm not getting paid over here. I'm going to go work for. I'm not mm-hmm. going to go over the U.S. still. Right? We let them send in the 70s all this shit out and the motherfucking this, this, this world, one world. We let them send all this shit off. And we're all fucking scrapping for fucking crumbs in this bitch instead of standing up, as D said, the people and putting a threat on these motherfuckers. That's what could you imagine? Could you imagine us having this conversation that we are having right here, right now? But it took place 50, 60 years ago in the 50s, in the 60s, in the 70s. It'd be hard. That'd be hard. It'd be hard. It'd be hard, but you know what the world would be. I mean, in a good way, hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The progress, if people back then, where they still had the power, took advantage of it instead of being sheep and placating the bullshit. Can't wrap up for us. Hey, Steve, we definitely appreciate it. You're going to have to come do some more flips, buddy. Yeah, man. Welcome that to was the way too family. much, my boy. <laughs> Welcome to the flip uh, You know, follow Steve at Steve Suff on air. Uh, we always appreciate it. And please be sound, be careful, be reasonable. Thank you. We go. Keep your hands to yourself. The flip.